Welcome to the Lake Point Church Weekend Messages Podcast. Thanks for joining us to hear the latest sermons happening at our church. We pray that God speaks to you in a timely way through this message. And if you're encouraged by this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share it to help get the word out. You can find more digital content to feed your faith and our other podcasts by visiting lakepoint.church/digital. Now, let's tune into the message for today. Hey, Lake Point family, thanks for joining in with us for Church Online. Hey, listen, if you're joining in with us on a social media platform, especially Facebook, if you can help us get word to as many people as possible, just by clicking the share button on this feed, that helps us get the life-giving news of Jesus to everybody that we can. Well, hey, right now, let's, wherever we are, in living rooms, kitchens, patios, wherever you're at, let's open our hearts heavenward as we join in worship together. Declare that it is. 
cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me I see his wounds his hands his feet my Savior on that cursed tree his body bound and drenched in tears they laid him down in Joseph's tomb the entrance by heavy stone Messiah's Thank you, Jesus, hope of glory, who ransomed sinners like me and like us and secured us a place eternally. No matter what happens, we're going to see you face to face. And now, Lord, we thank you that we see in part, but we'll see in whole. And we have a glimpse of heaven when we worship.
Amen, amen. Well, hey, here's what I know. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So it's time for us to receive from God's Word to have our faith elevated. Do you want you to know this? If you've got children with you, we've actually got church online content available for your kids like right now. So if you'll just join Lake Point's Children's Ministry Facebook group, that'll get you access and your kids can have church online just like you're having right now. Then number two, if you're new with us, and we know there's thousands of you who are joining in with us right now who are brand new, we want to be a part. We want to help set in motion the miracle that we believe that God is beginning in your life. And so if we, you'll just head over to lakepoint.org slash connect card and just give us a little information there. We'd love to connect with you to be a part of what we know God is going to do in your life in this season. Then last thing, man, even though we might be socially distancing, we are refusing spiritual isolation. And so all of our life groups are meeting right now. In fact, this week we had over 5,000 Lake Point members in online groups, and we see that number continue to grow. We want every single person to have a spiritual family that they're joining in with. If you don't have that, we want to be that for you. If you'll just text the word GROUP to the number 20411. Text the word GROUP to the number 20411, and we'll reach out and help you get connected to an online group to walk with you during, during this season. Now, Lake Point family, Today is a really special day. We've got a word for the moment coming from our founding pastor of 40 years, Pastor Steve Stroop. Please put your hands together, likes, hearts, comments to welcome Steve Stroop. Guys, uh, just a few weeks ago, Pastor Josh made a very powerful statement in one of his messages. Here's what he said. He said, where fear sees a crisis, faith sees an opportunity. And when I heard that, it struck me to my heart as I thought about the opportunity that is ours. And so today's message is entitled, Seize the Opportunity. Uh, it's an interesting thing of what's happening right now. We're seeing Easter-like numbers attend Lake Point online every weekend. And I got to thinking about that the other day. You know that for 40 years, I've stood up every year right before Easter, and I've said these words, don't miss the opportunity. There are people who will go to church on Easter weekend that won't go to church any other time. They won't even consider going to church, but they will go if someone they know, someone they trust invites them at that time of the year. Well, here's what's happening right now. We're seeing a series of Easter weekends, one after another after another. There is an opportunity that is unprecedented. In fact, let me just say this. I think that we're standing in the doorway of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I want to invite you to seize the opportunity. I want to invite you right now, if you have a Bible, to turn with me to uh, a scripture that's found in Colossians. We're going to look there in Colossians, the fourth chapter. And we're going to look there in verse 2 through 6. And if you'll just turn there now, if you don't happen to have a Bible uh, with you, wherever you're watching right now, uh, that scripture will appear on the screen. But I want you just to look what... Paul says about seizing the opportunity that was his and therefore uh, gives us guidance about seizing the opportunities that are ours. Friends, people are hungry right now. People are looking for answers. People are looking for something to solid to hang on to in the middle of a storm called a health crisis. And here in this scripture, the scripture that was written thousands of years ago is just as pertinent to us today as it was in Paul's time. There in Colossians, the fourth chapter, verse 2, Paul writes these words. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. 
And then he goes on, he's saying, praying at the same time for us as well, that God, don't miss these words, may open to us a door for the word, so that we might speak forth the mystery of Christ, for which I have also been in prison. Now, I want to just stop and spend a little time there in verse 3. Notice what he says here. I pray, pray for us. Pray that God might open a door for us. God did not cause this virus. We live in a fallen world, and in a fallen world, world the Scripture is very honest with us that we're going to have sickness, we're going to have tribulation, we're going to have death. But here's what I know. Even though God didn't uh, cause this to happen, God can redeem this. God can allow this to be an opportunity. And that's what Paul was saying. Paul's sitting in prison, and he says, pray that God might not open my prison door. See, sometimes we focus on the wrong thing. Sometimes we focus in on our benefit, our comfort, rather than the kingdom of God and the opportunities that a crisis brings to us. He says, I'm praying not that my prison door would be opened up, but I'm praising, I'm praying, praying that right here in this prison, a door of opportunity for the word. And then notice what he says here. He says, for which I have been in prison. And let me go back to that original statement. Where fear sees a crisis, faith sees an opportunity. When Paul looked at the chains that were on his feet, that were on his hands, he did not see that as a crisis for him. He saw it as an opportunity. He said, I've been in prison for a reason. And would you pray for me that God would open up doors in the midst of this crisis for God's kingdom to be advanced? And then he tells us in verse 4 and in verse 5 how that happens. In verse 4 he says, in order that I might make it clear in the way that I ought to speak. And then verse 5 says, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of what? The opportunity. Now, he says, in order for us to seize the opportunity, there's a couple of things that we have to do. One of the things that we have to do is we have to pay attention to our words. Verse 4, uh, pray that I'll know what to say and when to say it and when to be quiet, by the way. Yeah. And then he says, we must pay attention to our walk, that you would conduct yourself with wisdom toward outsiders. And it's got to be both. Let's begin with our walk. When we talk about Jesus without our walk reflecting Jesus, we can do more damage than good. Have you been to the grocery store lately? Uh, You know, people are pushing their carts and they're grabbing stuff off the shelves. They're cutting in front of each other at the checkout line. Listen, I want to ask you to do a a simple thing. If you wrestle someone to the floor fighting for a tube of toilet paper, (laughs) and then you happen to see that same person at the checkout, would you please not invite them to Lake Point? Would you? (laughs) I mean, really. Uh, If we're not careful, we can get religious in our talk, but not get Jesus in our walk. And at the same time, the other thing is important is what we say, because when we walk like Jesus but we never talk about Jesus, we miss the opportunity for Jesus to be the hero of the story. For Jesus to be seen as the Savior who has caused the behavior that people are admiring in our life. One of my favorite stories is a story that comes out of John the fourth chapter where Jesus Christ is going from Jerusalem back up to Galilee. And he says, I need to go through Samaria. Well, the truth was is he didn't have to go through Samaria. In fact, most Jews went around Samaria because of the racial tension that was involved. You see, the Samaritans were half-breeds. They were Jews that had been taken into captivity, and they had intermarried with the foreign people against the the commands of God. And so the Jews looked down on them. There was this terrible tension. And so they just avoided each other. But Jesus said, I need to go through Samaria. 
And he found himself outside a small town by the name of Sychar, and he sent his disciples into town to buy food. And he had a divine appointment with a woman that we just know as the woman at the well. And she'd come that day to draw water all by herself because she was an outcast even among her own people. The Bible tells us that Jesus walked up and he engaged her and he said, can I have a drink of water? And then she uh, said, how is it that you, being a Jewish man, would ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink of water? And Jesus said, well, the truth is, is I have some water uh, that you know not of. And if you drink of it, you're not going to have to come here again and again and again to draw water. And she said, I want some of that water. And he said, well, why don't you go call your husband? And she said, well, I don't have a husband. And he said, well, that's right. Not only do you not have a husband, but you've had four husbands, and the man you're living with now is not your husband. And so she decided to change the subject conveniently. <laughs> she said, well, you Jews say we should worship in this mountain, but us Samaritans, we say that we should worship over here. And what is the real truth? And he said, well, really the truth is, is it doesn't matter where you worship, yeah. it's how you worship. Yeah. You worship in truth, and you worship in faithfulness. And then she said to him, she said, you know, I've heard that there's one who's coming, a Messiah, a Savior, that when he comes, he'll know everything about us and he'll have all the answers. And Jesus looked at her and he said, lady, this is a paraphrase, you're looking at him. Yeah. All right? And that day she discovered forgiveness. She discovered the love of God through Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to notice two things that Jesus Christ did in that story that speaks to us about seizing the opportunity that is ours today. First of all, he got that lady's attention by what he did. Now, what did Jesus do? First of all, he crossed some racial barriers. Uh, he reached out to a Samaritan, even though he was a Jew. And he also crossed some gender barriers in that he reached out to a woman who in that day was treated as a second-class citizen. A man did not greet a woman, did not speak to her in a public setting. And so out of courtesy and gentleness to this one woman who'd been rejected by her own village, he spoke to her as a Jewish man to a Samaritan woman. And he got her attention. He also got her attention by talking about a water that if she would drink from it, that she would never be thirsty again. And in the same way, Jesus wants us to live in such a way. He wants us to cross racial barriers. He wants us to cross other barriers. He wants us to see an awkward social situation, not as a crisis, but as an opportunity. Because when we get into those kind of situations, here's what happens is a spotlight is shown on us. And people are watching. And I want to tell you something. People are watching you right now. They're watching what we say. They're watching what we do. They're watching to see if the joy that we talk about is really present in our life. They're looking to see if we have a peace that passes all understanding. They're looking to see if the love that we say we have received from God, we're freely and generously giving to other people. People are watching. And here's the great thing about a crisis. A crisis provides a kind of darkness that allows our light to shine all that much brighter. And so this is our opportunity. This is our moment to let how we walk get people's attention. But he did more than that. He also uh, allowed what he said to, to get her attention, to arouse her interest. He says, I have something that will solve your ongoing problem in your life. Now, guys, this is where most of us miss the opportunity. Uh, there's some of you who are listening today, and God has indeed put your marriage back together. 
God has freed you from the insanity of your finances. And you really do. In the midst of all of this that's going on, people are looking at you and they can tell that you have that peace and you have that joy. But they don't know why. And, and, and if we're not careful, we pull back because we're afraid. Uh, we're afraid that people will think we're too religious. We're afraid that we will say the wrong thing. We're afraid of failure. And it's in a time like this, I think we need to remember what witnessing really is. It's really not that difficult. Uh, witnessing is sharing Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and just leaving the results to God. Yes. It's that simple. And you know Jesus. That's all you have to know. You don't have to know a lot of theology. You don't have to be able to answer everybody's question. You just share the one that you know. Yeah. Guys, we do it all the time. We, we go see a good movie and we tell everybody, hey, go see this movie. Or we eat at a particular restaurant. Remember those? And... Uh, <laughs> And, and, and we want everybody to go there because we've experienced it. And, and that's the same thing we do with Jesus. We just tell other people what we know about Jesus. But listen to it. It's sharing Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. One of the things that the Holy Spirit promised us is that he promised us he would give us the words to say. And he keeps his promises. And I've been in so many situations where Somebody needed me to say a certain word, and I opened up my mouth, and I didn't know where the words were coming from. And they flowed like a river. And when I got through, I realized that I wasn't speaking. It was God. But I had to open my mouth for him to speak. Witnesses, witnessing and sharing Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, and then just leave the results to God. Truth is, is that most of the impact that you and I will have when we seize the opportunity will not understand it on this side of heaven. I believe that there'll come a day when we will get to heaven and there will be people who are there, if we have been faithful, that came to Christ because they saw us do something or they heard us say something in the name of Jesus Christ. And that seed was planted and God watered it and it gave fruit. We may have not been the one that harvested it, but, but we were a part of that process because that's the second thing that we need to understand is that witnessing is not only sharing Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God, but witnessing is a team sport. Yes. It really is. Because here's how people come to Christ. If this is salvation over here, and this is a journey that somebody would take coming toward Christ, the truth is, is that people are at different stages all the way to when they become a follower. And this is negative one, negative two, negative six, negative seven, negative eight, nine, ten. And sometimes all that God is wanting us to do by saying a word of witness is just move somebody from a negative nine to a negative eight. And then somebody else comes along and they say a word and they move somebody from a negative eight to a negative seven. And it's a process. You don't have to complete the sale. You just have to be a part of the team do your part. And I believe that God puts together a series of divine appointments where we help people move toward Christ. Uh, witnessing is sharing Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God. Witnessing is a team sport. But you guys also know that witnessing is more, most of the time, verbal witnessing is more of a sentence than it is a paragraph. Yes. It's drip irrigation. It's just helping someone hear what they need to hear at that particular time. And sometimes it's talking about what you've heard in a sermon. Sometimes it's admiring God's creation and admiring it out loud and giving God the credit for it. 
Sometimes it's simply saying to someone, I don't know how I would have gone through a time like you're going through right now had Christ not been in my life. When my dad died, I, I don't know how I could have done that if, if Christ had not been in my life. When my child was sick, I don't know how we would ever navigated that had Christ not been in our life. And we just put a period there. We just, we just pause it there. And then we let the Holy Spirit take it from there. We let the Holy Spirit bring someone else into their life to, to be that part. We need both. We need to walk like Jesus and we need to talk about Jesus. And when we put those two powerful things together, according to the scripture here, is what happens is that we seize the opportunity. Now let me just say this. We cannot be the person that God has called us to be unless we let God make us into that person. I want to go back to verse 2. I don't want us to miss it because verse 2 says this. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. God will never do a great work through us until he has done a deep work in us. Yeah. And that's where it begins there. When he begins to talk about seizing this opportunity, he talks about drawing cro- close to Christ, and he talks about doing it with thanksgiving. And that's such a, an important word for us today. I think when we go through a crisis, the temptation is for us to get tunnel vision. And all we can see is the crisis. Right now, some of you, all you can see is this health crisis in our country, in our world. And if you're not careful, that's all you think about all day long, and it will rob you of your joy. It will rob you of your peace. It will cause you to be self-centered instead of giving and loving. But if you begin each day with thanksgiving, if you thank God for the good things that are going on in your life, and here's what I know. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, there's more good going on in your life right now than there is crisis. I mean, you take anything, you you, you talk about your finances, your health, your relationships, you add them all up. But if you add Jesus Christ, what he has done and what he's going to do one day into that equation, it always comes out as a positive. And we come out of that with an overflow to our life that allows us to live as grateful people. And grateful people walk like Jesus. And grateful people talk about Jesus. How does a pandemic spread? We're told that one person on average will infect two other people if they have the disease. And then those two people will infect two other people and so forth and so on. That's how a pandemic happens. And just like a disease that destroys life is spread in that way, so is the life-giving relationship of Jesus Christ. It's one person telling another person about good news and them in turn telling someone else let's not quarantine the good news can we pray about that dear heavenly father thank you for your word thank you for the opportunities that are ours in the midst of what is distressing to everyone else i thank you dear father that our faith sees opportunities and i pray dear father that this very week that we might step into those opportunities I pray, dear Father, that you would cause us to update our impact card, the list of people we know who do not know you, and begin to think about the people that maybe we don't get to see every day now, but that we're in contact with on social media, and that we can email or that we can text, and people that we can invite to an online service. I pray, dear Father, that you would help us to be on mission for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
Man, what an incredible word for us, Lake Point family. You know, I do want you to know, if you're wondering how you can do what was just taught, you can head over to homepoint.org slash tell the story. And we've got a resource there to help you and equip you to be able to share your faith, the good news of what God has done for you, both in your family and far beyond. Now, it's an incredible story that we want to share with you, Lake Point family. We heard recently about some ladies at our White Rock campus, and we've actually heard this is happening at other campuses too, that in order to meet the medical needs in our city that, that, city that are arising, they began sewing and knitting face masks to be used by nurses in the Dallas area to help them combat all those medical needs that are arising. And then we got a picture of nurses in our city using those masks uh, to help uh, meet those needs in Dallas. So guys, likes, hearts, comments, applause. Can we celebrate that outpouring of faith from some of our Lake Point people? Now, you guys also remember, we are stepping forward in this season to provide food for food insecure children and elderly people throughout the Dallas area who are dependent on programs that are currently shut down. So again, all of our campuses are open between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. this Sunday for you to drop off those items to help us continue to meet those needs. To this point, we have already distributed, listen to this, hundreds of thousands of meals to people in need. And we're grateful to be able to do it. Now again, all of those things are enabled by your generous giving. And so uh, if you uh, need to give to Lake Point, you can head over to lakepoint.org give to give online. Uh, or better yet, you can automate your giving at lakepoint.org give. And that will help us step boldly into ministry opportunities that are set in front of us because we can plan intelligently knowing what's coming in. Now, if you're a person that giving online is just not your thing, uh, you can drop off those gifts again at any of our campuses between 2 and 5 p.m. on Sunday, or you can mail those gifts to this address, the one that's appearing below me right now, and we'll get those, and that will enable us to continue to step boldly into all of the ministry opportunities God is putting in front of us. Well, as we're doing that, guys, let's open our hearts again and worship Jesus now. Oh 
Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, oh, you're turning lives around. Yes, Jesus, I worship you. I worship you. You're mending every heart. You are here. You're mending every heart. I worship you.
Amen, amen, amen. Well, hey, Lake Point family, as you all know, coming up next week, we've got Easter online happening for Lake Point that'll happen all over the place. Now listen, what we need your help with is getting word to as many people as we possibly can so that we can share the message of Jesus with as many people as we possibly can. If you would help us invite people to Lake Point Easter Online, simply text the word social to the number 20411. Again, text the word social to the number 20411. And we've got instructions for you on how you can invite friends, family, coworkers, and help us get word out about Lake Point Easter Online. Hey, last thing, we know that many people during this season are walking through a hard time and it feels like a valley and a season of discouragement. I want to invite you to join us again right here on this platform this Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Central for a time of encouragement from the scriptures and prayer with me and my wife, Jana. We want to walk with you through this season. Lake One family, love you and can't wait to see you this Wednesday. Thanks for listening today. For more biblical teaching and worship, join us for our church online live weekend services on Saturdays at 5 p.m and Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. For more information about all the digital ministries of Lake Point, visit lakepoint.church slash digital.